Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we usher in your Holy Spirit this morning. We ask you to be present with us, to fill us completely this morning with your spirit that it may be evident that we walk with your son. We thank you for this morning, this, this time where we can gather as the Middle East world sector, the promised land, and we can talk about how your spirit empowers us, the fire that it breeds in our souls to win as many as possible in the Middle East. Father, the task is daunting. The forces of Satan are strong. It's demonic. But we know with your direction and your guidance and your protection, we will see it evangelized in this generation. So be with us. May your presence fill this room. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Acts 1 and 8. But you will receive power. I want to emphasize that word, power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witness in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria to the ends of the earth. It is synonymous to, to, to say the word or the two words, Holy Spirit and fire. And that's the title of my lesson this morning the Holy Spirit and fire I thank all of you for coming over to the Middle East I don't, I don't know maybe it's an interest you know into that part of the world like you know the the craziness the terrorism all the stuff that you you hear about uh, or maybe you are like really committed to going to the Middle East. Maybe you want to really help build that part of the work. I don't know. You know, so, sometime when the crazy is announced, you just want to see what the crazy is. Well, let me tell you something. The fire of the Middle East is crazy. And we need people full of the Holy Spirit. You know, you can have the, the Holy Spirit in you, which we all receive, when we were baptized. But it doesn't mean you're full of the Holy Spirit at this moment. It doesn't mean you're full of it. You know, we can grieve the Holy Spirit. We can slow it down. Make it sad. And you know why? Because the Holy Spirit is not an it. It is a he. It is God. God manifests himself this way. And God has feelings. And so you can blast me, the Holy Spirit. You can deny it, and you can quench it in your life. The Holy Spirit shows up many ways in Scripture. Many ways. We think of some of the ways that it did when it led the Israelites. The pillar, the fire that was there. Fire is one of the symbols. The burning bush, you know. 
and so many other ways that it shows itself. And today we're going to talk about how it shows itself in you. You know, there are those manifestations that we read about and we're in awe of. But how does it manifest in you? What does it mean today for you? What is the relevancy of the Holy Spirit today? You know, I was, I was talking to Mike, you know, people are afraid to feel the Holy Spirit. They're afraid, like, you know, we're afraid. I'm, I'm not talking about that, that sense of, you know, you start screaming and rolling on the floor and, and everything. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not talking about in terms of speaking jibber-jabbish and all that kind of stuff. No, no, no. But there should be a strong feeling that the Holy Spirit resides in you. That is God sent to us as a comforter, as a strengthener, as a protector, as a guider to instruct us and make us strong as we walk this Christian life. Do you have the Holy Spirit in you? Do you have the Holy Spirit? You know, I look and, you know, sometimes I look in the eyes of people and I, I wonder. I'm, I'm wondering. It, it doesn't look lit up right there. Doesn't look. I mean, we had, you know, we're at this conference over 3,000. I think the number so far is over 3,300 and something registered. That is incredible. That is history for the movement. That is phenomenal. And it took the Holy Spirit to spread across the nations to get people here from different countries, different situations. Some of them had to do visas. Some of them had to get permission in other ways. But let me tell you something. The Holy Spirit worked, and we are having a historical conference right now. I do hope you understand what you're part of because there should be a fire in your eyes. There should be a spirit in you that says, here am I, send me. Raise your hand if you're ready to go to the Middle East. I, I, I saw something like that. Well, 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 if you're full of the Spirit, then you're ready to go anywhere and give up anything to glorify our God. I, 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 I didn't get a lot of amens on that. You know, I, I, you know it was like, hey, amen, bro, it sounds good. It sounds good for you. I'm glad you're going. You know, um, there are a lot of, lot, of, lot of representations of the Holy Spirit. And I want to give you a few of them, and then, then I want to I share with you how it should apply in your life. Whether, whether you're part of the Middle East or whatever world sector you're a part of or whatever your dream or wherever it is that yeah. you want to go, how it should invigorate, how it should power your life. You know, I don't have you know, quiet times, as in traditional sense. No, I... <laughs> the, 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 the two mics on the front row out here looked at me like... We, we're going to have to have a talk with that brother afterwards. No, for me, my, my time, my quiet time is coming into the presence of God. 
It is a morning, a morning time, turn myself in to God. It is a consistent surrender every day. And, 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 and sometimes I just sit and I listen for the Holy Spirit to speak to me. You know, we all have plans, but are your plans in conjunction with God's plans? So I need to hear the Holy Spirit. You know, now I don't hear like some audible voice, you know, like Moses heard, you know. Let me tell you, if you hear a real voice, <laughs> go and get some help, okay? <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about when you can sense God speaking to your spirit. You know, uh, a few symbols, a few things when we look at it, like, you know, the Holy Spirit can, like a dove. You know, when Christ was baptized in Matthew 3, 16, it was like a dove, and it, and it descended upon him. And, it, and what, what does this represent? In Psalms 55 and 6, it says, I said, oh, that I had the wings of a dove. I would fly away and be at rest. See, the Holy Spirit brings peace. It brings peace. Are you anxious? Are you worried? Are you nervous? Are you wondering about the future instead of trusting God with your future? Brings peace to our lives. There's an innocence in the dove, as you see. And there's a beauty. Just innocence. It's, it, it's like, you know, it's just, you ever seen a dove? Have you ever held one? Ever seen one? They're just gentle, peaceful in the hands of, you know, in your hand, and you can hurt them, but they trust, they, they're at peace. They're at peace. And it is used to reveal the gentle yet powerful workings of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, like the dove, is a gentle creature that is easily shooed away. So Paul warns us, he warns the church against grieving the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 4.30, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. You know, where there is rejection of God's Spirit, Rejection of his ministry, rejection of his call, rejection of his instruction. It's, it's like shooing away the peace of God. And in one's life like that or in a ministry like that, the Holy Spirit will not remain for long. You know, in a lot of our situations, be it our Bible talks, be, be, it, be it in our family groups, and be it in anything we have, we say, well, what, 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 is, what has happened here? Why aren't we growing? Why aren't we exploding? Why aren't we seeing miracles? Is it possible you have rejected the Holy Spirit? Is it possible that in our disobedience to what he calls us, remember the dove drops is innocence. We're still innocent. You remember when you came out of the waters of baptism? 
And, and that was the first and last time that you were completely clean. Because <laughs> like 20 seconds later, you, you, you probably messed up. <laughs> you know? But do you remember the sense? I, I remember when I got baptized, it was November 14, 1990. I mean, many of you weren't even born. 1.30 a.m. in the morning, in the frigid cold of Chicago. I was, I was, I was in a garage in a horse trough. And, I, and, and, and it was freezing. And I remember, and I remember like, I, I, I got to get baptized. I remember it was like 7 in the, in, in, in the afternoon. And, 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 you know, I had given the brothers a hard time. But it dawned on me that I need the Holy Spirit. I need God with me. I got to do this. And, and, and I called him up, guys, whatever we got to do, whatever it's going to take, we got to finish up whatever study. I don't care, but I'm not going to sleep without my salvation intact. And I remember the brother, the brothers, the brother, you know, he was like, hey, man, for your conviction, we'll get together tomorrow. I said, no, 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 no. You don't understand. I, I don't want to go to hell today, you know? No, no, you don't understand. We getting baptized today, or I'm going down to Lake Mission, cutting me a hole in the water myself, and I'm going to get baptized. And, and, he, and, he, and he pushed back a little more, and I said, what kind of Christian are you? And I guess that got him, because they came over. We studied till 1.30 in the morning, and I got baptized. But I remember... I remember coming out, you know, the little horse trough, you know, I'm six, seven, I'm long, the horse trough is, I don't know, six, five, maybe. So they folded me up, bent me up, and you know, there's like five, five different brothers holding down different parts of me, just trying to get it all in there. And we got it in there. But I remember when I came up, wow. There was just a sense of peace. There's a sense of peace. And I, and, I, and I felt that innocence that had taken place. The Holy Spirit had entered me. The Holy Spirit, God was now there to guide me. You know, another, another symbol of the Holy Spirit is fire. Uh, Matthew 3.11 you know, John says, I baptize you with water for repentance. <clears throat> but after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. You know, the Holy Spirit ushered in the kingdom of God in Acts and it, it spread out in tongues of fire. Could you imagine that day, though? Could you, could you imagine? You know, they were all afraid anyway. They were up in this room. They were, they, they were terrified anyway. They weren't, like, courageous or anything. So something big had to happen for what was, what was about to happen. And the Holy Spirit came, and it was like tongues of fire just rusted. And they began to speak in audible, real languages. That part right there. Some of you wondering, you know, some of you wondering. And there was a sense that something was going on. 
See, see, fire illuminates. It warms, it refines, it purifies. Something was going on. The world was being changed. And these men and women that were there on that day changed into powerful people, loving people. They took care of each other. They gave as to anyone that had need. There was no thought about just self. You know, one of, one of the things in the, in the Middle East, I mean, I, I won't color code it. It is difficult territory. It, it's very difficult because of the Muslim influence. Not so much because it's dangerous, you know, stop listening to all the myths. Let me tell you something, you're liable to get shot right here on the streets of America before you get shot in one of the Middle East countries. That is a fact. Right here, Philadelphia, Chicago, New York, you're in more danger there. You better get a plane ticket and get to the Middle East because you're in more danger here in America than you are in the Middle East. It, it was a fire of, it was, it was consuming them now, their lives. It was consuming, it's like the burning bush, you know, when Moses walked upon holy ground, he saw this burning bush, but it did not consume the tree. The, it, it, it's not there for our destruction, the Holy Spirit. But, but it's there to purify. He purifies. Has the Holy Spirit been trying to purify you lately? Have you felt any heat? I know I have. You know, these last couple years have been something else. Me and G have been on the move. You know, we, we, we still right now have an apartment full of boxes unpacked. You know, uh, I mean, it's been incredible. It's one deal after the other. In six years, it's four times, you know. You know, but we signed up. We said, here am I, send me. Here am I, send me. I hope by the time that I am done and by the time this conference is done, that you will be, here am I, send me. You will, you will never experience the power of the kingdom of God. You will never experience of the relationship with God until you're ready to go, here am I, send me. Until you're surrendered to God, whatever you want from me. Can you say that this morning? Whatever you want from me, I'm here to give it to you. Or are you still thinking about maybe your careers, your education? You know, what are you thinking about? The white picket fence, the American dream. I don't know, or whatever, London dream. Wherever you're from. Are you thinking about that? Because some of you need to really answer that question because you are. Because even when we ask, are you ready to go? And you didn't raise your hand. I'm sure you had something else more important. Look at this. Some of y'all looking at me like, I don't like him. You know, I thought he was cool. I, I, I came over here because he seemed like a nice guy. I don't like him now. You know, lock the door. Don't let nobody out. Get those doors. <laughs> give, me, give me some ushers on the door. Y'all not going nowhere because God bought you in this session for a reason. It is time to get ready to be here in my sin, me. You know, another representation of it is oil. You know, the priests were consecrated or set aside and they were, they were anointed with oil and it was poured on their heads and, 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 and dripped through their beards. 
And in Exodus 29, 7, it tells him to do that, taking the anointing oil and anoint him. Talking about Aaron and his group. And anoint him by pouring it on his head. You know, kings were anointed this way as they took office. Oil also is, it, it keeps the lamps burning. It keeps the lamps burning. It keeps things from getting dried out. You know, Riggedy, you know, Holy Spirit, is, it, it's like a soothing oil. It keeps you. If, if, if you allow it to grow in you, if, you're, if you allow it to do its job, it'll keep you from losing your faith. Or having that, that faith that doesn't walk. You know, see, because if you got a faith, it does something. It goes somewhere. It does something. It has action. It has activity. How is your faith? What are you doing for the Lord right now? Is the oil of God. Has it anointed you? At baptism, through the Holy Spirit, it should have. It not only anoints, but guys, it empowers us for divine services. You know, what we're going to do in the Middle East, that, that, it takes a divine nature. It's not like just walking in, hey, we're here, Muslims, now turn over your Quran and take this Bible. In fact, if you pull a Bible out in front of a Muslim, that's your first mistake. They're going to, eh. They believe that thing is tainted, it's of the devil, and right away you're waving the devil in front of them. But the Holy Spirit gives us a divine power that we may get into the lives. You know, we have a few people that are baptized there in the Middle East. We cannot say their names. They were baptized because it is illegal to convert from Islam to Christianity. But God set it up that we would meet them and that they would be open. God said that he gives us divine power to search out, to see. But he does that in your community where you're at. You know those people that you walk by that you know need the word of God? You know what I'm talking about. But you don't say nothing? Oh, yeah. How many of y'all know that? You walk by somebody? Come on now. He said, call me out. I'm calling everybody out. You walk by somebody? You ever, you ever did that? You ever walk by somebody? And you, you just keep going, but you can just, you can just, you can just, you can just hear. You can, you can, you can hear. I used to work out up at UCLA. And, um, and I would go every day, and I had my, my, my trainer and everything like that. Yeah, once upon a time, I could actually, you know, run and do a few things. And I was at UCLA, and we worked out down on the track. And as I was coming through the courtyards of UCLA to the track, I saw this young man sitting on a bench. And he, he was just sitting there. He didn't look well. And I'm rushing off to get to my, to my, my workout session. And as I got down to the track, someone was just on me. You got to go back and talk to that young man. Bag the workout. You got to go and talk to that young man. So I made the turn and ran back up the stairs to him and, and, and said, hey, hey, young man, how you doing? And I sat down and talked to him and shared God with him. He said, you know, this is what was going to happen. If someone, I had told God, if he didn't send someone to me today, 
that's going to take my life. Never deny the prompting of the Holy Spirit. God gives us that ability in you. That young man played for the Lakers, captain of the championship, I think it's 85, uh, Michigan uh, NCAA championship team. Had all the reasons in the world to live. And he was going to take his life. And I not turned around and been obedient. He went on to become part of my staff and do some great things for the Lord. <clears throat> it runs over. You know, it also shows up, the Holy Spirit, by wind. Um, the Spirit goes where it wants. It's, it's, it, it's one of the things that blows us. See, a lot of you think you came in here today because you chose to. I, I, I want to go see what they're doing over there. You, you think that. I gave up believing in coincidences and that I was in control a long time ago. You were ushered in. There was a, there's a quiet spirit that blew you in. You know, it shows the sovereignty of God. It's not something we control but should control us. It can blow hard sometimes. Sometimes it's like a violent wind. Sometimes, some of us, the, the Holy Spirit's got to be like a tornado on us, a hurricane, a tsunami or something, because we're so stubborn. It's like, ooh, ooh. And then still, that might not work. I'd, I'd like to be like a, Now, unfortunately, I'm not like that all the time. But I like to think that the Holy Spirit doesn't have to fuss at me. Push me. You know, I'm going to bag the, for, for a second, the idea of going to the Middle East. Let's talk about life. Is it blowing in your life right now? What is it trying to blow out of you? If we don't make decisions from this time together of who we're going to be in the Lord or what we need to be, then this is a wasted conference for you. This was just a big old fellowship time. You're witnessing the power of God that bringing all nations together right here in this place, from all around the world, and that doesn't help you change, seeing the miracle. You know, whether you go, it doesn't matter to me at this moment, whether you're with us in the Middle East or not, but your life, your life, is God blowing? Is he saying, stop that bitterness? And he's saying, stop that impurity. Hey, I have a better life for you. Is he saying, deal with your selfish ambition? What is he saying? We have to check ourselves and make sure that 
nothing else is a priority over God. Is he saying, hey, you know, your career, you, 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 you're into that more than me. Husband, your, your, your wife's not radiant. Wives, your husband doesn't need help. You need a helpmate. Don't wait for God to blow crisis into your life. Listen to him now. Listen to him as he blows truth and life into you. You know, the last one is, it's like water. Jesus likened the spirit which the disciple receives like in John 7 and 37, like streams of living water. The one who is filled with the Holy Spirit has this living water. And it, and it flows from their innermost being. You know, you, you find that even an analogy of it in the Old Testament in Isaiah 44 and 3 says, For I will pour water on the thirsty land. There's no place more thirsty than the deserts of the Middle East. He says, for I will pour water on the thirsty land and streams on the dry ground. I will pour out my spirit on your offspring and my blessings on your descendants. Water functions as a cleansing agent, a refreshing. It, 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 it revitalizes. You know, I get a little kind of funny kind of arthritis thing called, called gout and you know, and I was trying to figure out why I had a little flare up, you know, and Mike, Mike O'Donnell comes to me and says, you know what, bro? Have you been drinking water? Have you been drinking water? Oh, is that it? Pam, you said, well, y'all won. <laughs> okay, y'all won, you know. But he said, have you drank water? Maybe you are dehydrated. Maybe you're dehydrated. Are you dehydrated? <laughs> Are you dehydrated? Water. Refreshing, cleansing. You know, leave this place cleansed. Maybe you need to get with somebody to confess some sin. Maybe, maybe you got to, but leave here cleansed. Leave here refreshed, revived. Don't, don't leave here the same way you came in. This is living stream, living water. As we went into the living waters of baptism dead, we resurrected from that living water alive. You know, there's a story, as I close up here, there's a story of a guy who went and bought one of those new high-tech refrigerators. You know, one of those ones. You know, you've seen them now, like, like you look at them there. Those things are like a flying saucer now, you know. <laughs> but, he, but, he, but he bought one of those newfangled um, uh, refrigerators, and then he went and bought all of his food and all the things to go in it and stuffed in the freezer and, and everything, and he was so proud of it, you know. Sometimes you ever look at your fridge and you're like, that looks nice. <laughs> well, I, don't know if, I don't know if the single brothers ever do that because <laughs> I don't know if they look at it and go, that looks nice. You know? You probably need some Lysol, you know, clean that thing out. But anyway, so he goes to bed and he gets up the next morning and he comes out to 
everything, you know, spoiled. The ice cream is, is dripping out, running out from under it. You know, you can have a smell. There's a little stench of stuff and, and everything. And he opens up the refrigerator and everything's a mess and it's all bad. And he is ticked off. So he's going to call back to the department store and give them a piece of his mind. And he does that very thing. And he, he goes back, what is this piece of garbage you sold me? It doesn't work. It doesn't. And the guy, the, 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 the guy on the other end of the phone, he says, hey, do me a favor. Go, go and open the refrigerator door. Does the light come on? You know, he, uh, he says, uh, no. He says, uh, go close to it. Do you hear a little hummer of the, of the motor, you know, like you, can, you would hear on the refrigerator? He says, no. And then, and then he says, do me a favor. Go behind it and see if it's plugged in. And <laughs> he has to come back. It's not plugged in. And the guy goes, sir, you got to plug it in. It needs power to work. Are you plugged in? Are you plugged in? Are the insides, are the insides of your, your fridge spoiled? Is it a stench in there? Because there was no power. Because you were not plugged in. This morning, I want you to get plugged in to the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is your power. It is fire. Yeah. It is what makes everything work. It is the guiding light of your salvation. Get plugged in today. Get plugged in. Because the Holy Spirit is fire. May God be the glory.